0: Ah, how about our number two on a Thursday as we get ready for the divisional round in the NFL? we we'll talk Cowboys and Niners, a little injury report, some predictions. People are texting in. If you have thoughts, Specs text line 337-3776. We've had some good score predictions coming in. Cowboys fans, do you have the confidence that they can get it done? We will get back into that. Also NFL-wise, the rumors were out there earlier in the week. It's done now. Byron Leftwich is out as the OC for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So can that team put together something that would make Tom Brady want to come back and play there. Him coming back to play is a possibility, but there's talk about other teams. Seems like more than the Bucks. It will not be Byron Leftwich at the OC position. So the
1: damn show sure ain't San Francisco. That's coming gone.
0: Think that's over? Oh yeah, that's probably finished. Yeah, I think Kyle Shanahan might tell you that too. We'll see after this next. Uh, see how long the run goes for the Niners. Um, we're also talking about a couple stories around the Longhorns, and that leads us. To our next guest, by the way, I'm Chad Hastings, Isaiah Collier, alongside as always, and uh, we hope you're having a great Thursday. Normally, we talk to Jeff Howe of Horns247.com at this spot. He's such a pro that when he couldn't make the show today, he got us a replacement for his spot. That's impressive. Let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline. Some would say he got us an upgrade. He got us (laughs) Hudson Standish of Horns247.com.
2: That's who he got. What's up, Hudson? bring in the heat I love it I'm, I'm ready now that that fired me up there you go <laughs> I'm on my egg
0: there it is and by the way if you're on Twitter at 247 Hudson is where you find him uh Hudson I know you follow a lot of things very closely recruiting is one of them this is technically I guess not a recruiting story because the transfer portal is like its own monster but uh give me the latest that you, <laughs> give me the latest you're hearing on ad Mitchell uh I was just kind of recounting one of those touchdowns that he had in the the championship game, that incredible one-handed catch on the sideline that really closed the door on TCU at the late first half there. Um, And I was a little surprised to see he was going into the portal. So what do we know about Mitchell, and what do you tell Longhorn fans about the possibility?
2: Yeah, man, A.D. Mitchell, that was a name we kind of heard floated even before Georgia played in the college football playoff as, hey, this guy's originally from Texas, played some high school ball at Fort Bend Ridge Point down in the Houston area. If he entered the portal, I think that makes a ton of sense for both him and Texas, kind of maybe wanting to get home. And with Texas, you know, Steve Sarkisian's always looking to upgrade the overall talent at the wide receiver spot. I kind of think it's a perfect fit. Um, I put in a crystal ball this morning. Mike Roach and I at Horns 24-7, I think basically everybody that covers Texas Longhorns uh, football has kind of been sniffing around this one for a while. I love where Texas stands. Obviously, you can never count out USC when it comes to the transfer portal. They're about as aggressive as anybody, but I love where Texas stands with A.D. Mitchell and kind of want to float this out there. To me, I don't know about y'all, he almost is like the offensive version of Jalen Catalan where – the potential in the, you know, the ceiling is an all-conference potential all-American type of talent. It's just can he remain healthy for a full year?
1: Hmm. Yep. Yeah, Hudson, this is a good look for Steve Sarkeesian if they could pull in somebody like A.D. Mitchell and him being 6'3", being a bigger wide receiver. That's not normally Steve Sarkeesian's forte. I know Devontae Smith is a, a bigger, but he's a little slender. And you look at guys like Jalen Wilder, he likes those speed guys. Do you think Steve Sarkeesian is going to start just recruiting whoever's good to fit his system? He's going to start going with bigger guys because we know he just normally likes those quick twitch uh, smaller guys. I think it's a good
2: point, but like when Steve Sarkeesian goes after a bigger bodied receiver, you know they're going to have the juice. And that's exactly what A.D. Mitchell has. You know, Isaiah Naylor is kind of a bigger bodied guy, but he had the track background in that you know, quick twitch, top-end gear. So I think maybe that's more it, is that, like, if he's going to recruit a bigger body guy, he's that player's just going to have to, you know, be able to take the top off.
0: Hudson you mentioned uh, you kind of uh, alluded to maybe some some health stuff there has AD gone through that when I saw nine catches for 134 I mean the average is great and some of the we mentioned the catching in the championship game but has he gone through injury stuff at Georgia is that kind of part of why he hasn't really been able to you know to lock in and be one of their number one or
2: two guys absolutely especially this past year where he really only got fully healthy for the college football playoffs, and it was something that Georgia fans were really excited about because it's true freshman year. He comes in with you know 24 catches is kind of one of their better targets. They're expecting him to take that jump as a sophomore, but you know he gets injured, and until the you know uh, final two games of the season, doesn't have much of an impact. I mean, over half of his production was in the college football playoffs, so that's something to monitor, and I think that Texas fans should be wary of. But at the same time, the tape is so much better than the production would indicate. This is somebody that can win at all three levels, win with different ways. And I think that something that will be refreshing for Texas fans is that he's a natural catcher. He catches the ball away from his body. He plucks it out of the air, not afraid to make contested catches. And especially after some of the uh, deep uh, pass tracking issues, that's not, that's not a problem for A.D. Mitchell. He can go down the field, you know, 30, 40. Plus yards, track the ball, and make a physical to catch.
1: Hmm. Yeah, we need guys like that. Hudson, let me ask you about Junior Day this weekend. And the 2023 class was uh, amazing. Those guys are in there now. Well, most of them, and we know going to the SEC in a year or two, you're going to have to be up there with Georgia and Alabama when it comes to recruiting every single year just to stack up. Who are the guys coming in in Junior Day and who are the ones that are really leaning towards maybe coming in with the Longhorns, you know, up in this upcoming season? You never know
2: about who's really leaning towards the commitment until they get at junior day, and Texas almost uses this first junior day opportunity as like a building block. Is other than I guess some other schools will try to get guys to just pull the trigger quickly, which can work as a successful strategy, but. I think that Steve Sarkeesian's kind of mastered using this as the building block. And then once we get into official visit season, shutting people down, the guy that I'm most excited to see, because I'll be at the junior day covering it is Jarrett Gibson, the number one running back in the country out of IMG Academy. This is a cat that's uh, obviously has all of the credentials plus a 41 inch vertical. And I love the fact that Tashar Choice got Cedric Baxter, in my opinion, the best running back in the country in the 2023 class. And is was like, you know what? I'm going back down to Florida, gonna get me another one, going straight after Jarrett Gibson, who has, you know, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Tennessee all over him. I'm excited about that. Actually, just posted an update on Horns 24 7 about. Uh, five-star wide receiver Micah Hudson status. He was expected to make it into the junior day, but due to a training session, probably won't. So that's a little bit of bad news for Texas fans because the Lake Belton wide receiver is the closest thing I've seen to Garrett Wilson since uh, I was a student at Texas and would go down and watch Lake Travis play football and basketball to see uh, Garrett Wilson compete.
0: Yeah, that is a little Ooh. bit, a little bit of bad news there, but a nice comp there for people to remember. I love Garrett Wilson. And we've definitely heard that name, Micah Hudson, uh, for a while. Um, and you kind of mentioned it there, Hudson. The, the junior day. I remember, you know, back in the Mac Brown era, it was success was determined yeah. on, on did Mac get ten guys, uh, you know, from exactly. A, from, from a junior day Uh, but now I was going to ask you about that kind of relationship building part Um, so far for this version of college football do you like the way Steve Sarkeesian has been
2: going about the junior day process I do I think that the overall roster construction philosophy from Steve Sarkeesian and the entire uh, Texas like support staff has been money I think that they attack the portal extremely well. They have back-to-back top 3 classes going against, you know, some true like titans of modern recruiting. I thought the 2023 class is by far the best that I've seen since I've been covering. And, you know, with 24 it's going to be tough to follow, but I I have, you know, confidence that they'll get a top 5 top 10ish class. Um, And, you know, they've already started. They have their quarterback for 24 and Trey Owens who will be there this weekend trying to get guys to join them. And, you know, like I said, kind of start those building blocks to get guys um, eventually to pull the trigger for the Horns.
1: Hmm. Hudson, any word on... Arizona tight end Deuce Robinson. We know that he's leaning towards Georgia and the way that Georgia utilizes those tight ends, what we saw with Bowers this season being the best tight end in the nation. It might be Kirby Smart might already have that locked up, but he still hasn't committed. Do the Horns still have a chance?
2: It's interesting. I'm never going to say never for the staff, but right now I would be leaning towards Georgia. And you mentioned Brock Bowers. Brock Bowers, who's returning for another year, and they're sending a guy to the league and Darnell Washington, who probably is going to be a day two pick. So even, he, you know, even the Georgia, you know, uh, second tight end is getting developed. It, it's a tough pitch to overcome. Even though I do think that Jeff Banks and the, you know, Texas staff did a really good job with Deuce Robinson trying to sell him on the baseball, their own personal development with Jatavian Sanders. Never say never, but right now leading Georgia, and that's where my pick would be.
0: Talking with Hudson Standish, Horns247.com, again, at 247 Hudson on Twitter. Uh, Hudson, I saw you retweet Leonard Moore's tweet when he mentioned the offer from Notre Dame. He's a guy we've been following last couple of this last year. He's on our all-flex team um, here on the high school side of things, the Round Rock cornerback. Really been impressed with him. Uh, also impressed, I guess you have to be, with what, Mark, uh, fr- what Coach Freeman is doing in this area. Talk about what Coach Freeman has done. I mean, obviously, with Great House and Westlake and some of these other guys the notre dame influence on central texas kind of interesting
2: it is really interesting it's i think that notre dame's gonna be a factor for uh leonard Uh, fun fact i took uh leonard's dad's class at texas uh loved him (laughs) as a professor nice so i've known i've known leonard for a while but Honestly, that's somebody who's coming to the Texas Junior Day this weekend. And considering how much this staff loves those long corners, at six foot two, it wouldn't shock me if they extended an offer, or at least, you know, started to build on potentially uh, having those conversations later. So. Notre Dame is somebody to watch. I think that the, you know, Pac-12 high academic schools like Cal will be and Stanford will be interesting for Leonard. But, hey, I'm not completely counting out Texas yet, even though they haven't pulled the trigger on an offer. I mean, uh, you know, speaking of just Central Texas guys, somebody like Jelani McDonald is uh, a player that Texas didn't offer until October of his, you know, senior year, and has kind of exploded into me is probably a top five player in the class. So you never want to count out Texas with the local guys, even if they're maybe a little bit slower to offer than other schools.
1: Hudson, mm-hmm. looking at just the Central Texas area and the high school football circuit, you know, uh, you know the 23 class, We're not, let's not really focus on them. But, t- you know, 2024, 2025 in Central Texas, who are some guys that stand out to you that, you know, when you see them, you could see them playing some big-time Power 5 football on Saturdays, hell, maybe even on Sundays one day?
2: I think Micah Hudson is the easy answer, but I'll go with his teammate Selman Bridges. Recently picked up a Texas offer, and as we are going into the you know modern football where you want length everywhere and guys that can move, Selman Bridges is six foot four and plays corner for Lake Belton. Mm. Basically, has picked up every offer in the country over the past couple of weeks, and I think is somebody that will play on Sundays as he you know physically develops adds you know pounds to his six foot four frame and eventually to me will move inside to nickel or spin up to safety.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my next question at six four. Yeah, does, he con- does he can does he Yeah, does he continue to be a six four corner but you're saying ultimately he ends up being a, a six four badass safety or nickel?
2: Yeah exactly. But yeah. you know you never know. You know I am sure people when they evaluated Tariq Woolen out of uh you know Arlington Heights Probably thought that he would eventually have to spin to safety, but, you know, he stuck at corner, and to me is probably the defensive rookie of the year in the NFL. Yeah,
0: that's true. Uh, all right, Hudson, before we let you go, I know you're into the uh, the betting side of sports, and I know you're following the uh, football closely. Cowboys fans trying to figure out, A, can they win? But some people are also trying to figure out, can the Niners cover three and a half? What do you think of Cowboys Niners Sunday afternoon?
2: Listen, I... <laughs> the the most confident I've been on a pick all season was Dallas taking on Tampa Bay, and luckily got rewarded pretty handsomely with uh, the Cowboys getting the dub over you know Tom Brady and the Bucks. I, I really liked the Cowboys a lot. I you know we talked about it earlier. Not a Cowboys fan, but just watching you know th- their team. I think they're peaking at the right time, and I think that the Cowboys defense will actually give Brock Purdy some trouble. He's been fantastic since he's taken over in San Fran, but at the same time, I do kind of wonder, eventually, are we going to have that, you know, turning into a pumpkin moment with him? So I kind of like the Cowboys this weekend, um, even though it's hard to go against the 49ers who have won 11 in a row.
0: Yeah, You like the Cowboys plus three and a half, or you like the Cowboys to win the game?
2: Or both? I like them to win the game. I'd absolutely take okay. a plus three and a half. Gotcha. Okay. What about the. Well, uh, you know, with football numbers and the way that Money Mars is kicking, maybe three and a half. <laughs> that's, that's fair.
1: Yeah. All right. So, what about these other three games? Hudson, which one would you put some money on? The Jags game? For the Jags, it's plus eight and a half. For the Giants, plus seven and a half. And what's really interesting to me, the Bengals getting plus five and a half going to Buffalo. You like any three of those games?
2: The, the, my early lean was the Giants plus. Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
0: Yeah. Yep. That's it? Well. Wow. Yeah. When you talk about their NFC East team, sometimes it cuts <laughs> you off. I'm sorry. That's what you As if he calls us back. You made the mistake, Zay. It's playoff week. You mentioned another team in the NFC East. Sometimes our phone says. He just, was
1: saying giants, though. You heard up. the giant and then he got giants. cut out. Yeah.
0: In fact, he was talking about a game where there's two NFC East teams and neither are the Cowboys. He there's no way he was gonna get to finish that sentence. The computer's just gonna the computer and the phone are just gonna shut him off there. Uh Hudson Standish, Hordes247.com. Um, do you want to see if we can get him on real quick for the last couple or not? That's up to you. Oh, we we got to get out. Huh? We kind of like, Yeah, we kind of got to go. Yeah. All right. I'll text him a thank you. Hudson Standish, Horns247.com. We appreciate his time. Good stuff on the junior days. And uh, glad I asked about Leonard Moore. I didn't realize Leonard was coming to junior day this weekend.
1: That's big. I didn't realize Leonard's pops was a professor yeah, I didn't know at
0: that. the 40. didn't know that either. Now, might help explain that Notre
1: Dame thing, maybe? Maybe. because yeah, got a be little a, talented. Because obviously you got to yeah. be a hell of a student, right? Right, right. Now... I don't know the rules, but when you're a professor, you can get a little, you know, a little, it's a little less for your kid to go to the university you're at. I'm oh, getting, I see. You're you know, talking. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah,
0: for him, that would be a different.
1: It'll be a little bit different, That's a different you know.
0: discussion because that'll be taken care of anyway, right? I mean, he's. He's looking at a free ride. Right, definitely goes. looking at a free ride, but I, I'm just saying. You're like, trying to find all the angles. I'm just trying
1: find any angle that you could get. <laughs>
0: you're trying to provide Yeah, he's a
1: talented fella.
0: If your uh, parent is a professor, you get three free cars now with NIL, right? Is yeah. Is that how that
1: works? What's well, going on? I'm just saying, like, maybe you could save a scholarship and oh, throw it to somebody else. and see what you're saying. And Leonard could get in by, you know, just being a... Part of the family. Let's I say see. that. Be the
0: old smart prof kid right. path. Okay. Yeah, there it is. You never know. All right. Uh, we will talk more about Leonard coming up in the flex segment. Interesting offer there. Hudson Standish, we appreciate his time. We'll get you that flex segment coming up. Junior day coming. And yes, Leonard Moore adding an offer. Could he be adding that Longhorn offer pretty soon? We will get into that. More on the NFL division round coming as well. If you have thoughts on those games, Specs text line 337. 3776. Stay with us. It's the Horn. This might be the first voice you played that I'm not absolutely certain of. Hmm. Huh. What's the song title? Race Against Time. Race Against Time. Hmm. Huh. He's got a little bit of that survivor thing to his voice, but I don't think it's him. I don't know. Spies. Spies? Spies. I've never heard of spies. All right. Just S P I E S, S P
1: Y S, Of course.
0: S-P-Y-S. Spies. That kind of spy. Okay. Spies, Phil Collins, and the Scorpions have started us off today. We hope you are having a good one. By the way, Hudson Standish of Horns247.com, after he got cut off, he did send me a text uh, that said... Sorry, I got disconnected, but Giants plus 7.5 is the pick.
1: Okay, Hudson, I'll take that. <laughs> he likes the Giants uh, no. with
0: that pick. That is a lot, and you brought it up. It's a lot with the Jags. Uh, you can go plus 8.5 with the Jags if you want. And I'm with you, Zay. Bengals plus 5.5. That sounds nuts to me. That is a tempting one out there, because I can make an argument for both teams winning the game, but I th- like if you're going to make the argument Buffalo wins, you think they win it by... A touchdown or more, or is that more of a field goal battle? Win it by one. I don't even
1: think I picked Buffalo to win that game. Right.
0: And if you're thinking that, if you if you think you'd pick just Cincinnati outright, then you absolutely just dive into five and a half. Take that all day. So I don't know. We'll uh, we'll see tomorrow at one o five. We'll get our degenerate himself, Brandon Lang, to tell us what he's thinking of all four of those games uh, last week. Brandon came. Just a hair away from that three-team, ten-point. I mean, it was really close. He had a couple... Ah. And then a couple others he threw out, uh, he grabbed, it, uh, he got right, and then he hedged on Cowboys' bucks. He bet said he was going to bet that one both ways. So he did get the Cowboy part of that one, obviously. We'll get him uh, tomorrow. We will continue to talk NFL division round. We're getting some good texts in on Cowboys, Niners, and we'll continue to read those. Specs text line is 337-3776. And um, also a reminder that tonight – it is the return of Longhorn Weekly, obviously with the craziness and confusion around Chris Beard, uh, that was uh, that needed to stop for a little bit, trying to figure some stuff out, but Longhorn Weekly with Coach Terry.
1: Okay, Coach Terry, get that debut.
0: There you go. That will start tonight. I also saw this week that the Longhorn uh, Network show, the LHN show with that they've been doing where they break down the film. That cranked up this week with Coach Terry as well. So Longhorn Weekly with Coach Terry, 7 o'clock tonight, and then we get you that Longhorn Blitz podcast replay at 8 o'clock.
1: So yesterday I ripped on Coach Terry a little hard, a little bit, you know, just talked about just him. He should have got a tech. After that, Gabe Grill dirty shot to Dylan Mitchell. I just said he should have got a tech. Mm-hmm. But somebody on the Specs text line was like, watch out, Zay. You might not get invited to the family reunion. Yeah. <laughs> oh, contraire. It's Coach Terry that never makes the family reunions because if you're a college basketball coach, you work 363 days a year.
0: Uh-huh. I you're see. You're
1: always recruiting, and Coach Terry's one of the best recruiters in the nation. I ain't never seen Coach Terry at a family reunion.
0: I see. So you know you could take that rip because yeah. you know he's never going to be right, right there by the grill.
1: Exactly. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm good.
0: Totally fair. I'm
1: good. And sure. I respect Coach Terry for not showing up to the family reunion. I get it. He's got a job to He's do. Working. He's the best recruiter in the nation, one of, one of the best recruiters in the nation for a reason. So I respect it. There you go. All right. Especially if it benefits Texas.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, speaking of benefiting Texas, maybe this story could ultimately benefit Texas. But right now it feels like it could benefit a uh, another big dog in college football. And it is uh, does come from the flex world. Let's get you a quick flex 30, tell you about a uh, an offer. So, like it or not, sometimes the offer list for a high school athlete can tell you about that talent level and just some of the schools that are that are looking, and then it might get your school looking if your school is kind of on that upper level of recruiting. So, the name we'll bring up today is one of the All-Flex team members, and it is Leonard Moore, a guy that probably should have been an All-Flex team member a couple different times, cornerback and a returner. Uh, I think he ended up as a returner and maybe not a cornerback, but... In a way, it's unfair. To he made the list. Yeah, in a way, it's unfair because they just don't throw to him. He's that good. I mean, Leonard Moore is a badass. If you he wa-
1: gets the Deion Sanders treatment. He
0: does. And if you ever watched that Round Rock, if you watched that Round Rock defense this last season, man, they were a nasty, physical, punch you in the mouth kind of defense. So much fun to watch the Dragons. So Leonard Moore, 6'2", 175, cornerback out of Round Rock. He announced in the last day or so he got an offer from Notre Dame. And we were talking about this with Hudson Standish. Zay earlier from Horn247.com, what Marcus Freeman has done in this area has been really impressive. Not that Notre Dame never came to Texas, let's be honest. But he's done a good job of continuing that. You had to wonder if you're a Notre Dame fan, hey, is he going to still be able to continue that recruiting pace that Brian Kelly had going? So – Obviously with Jaden Greathouse, uh, and there's another guy in the area, and I can't remember who it is right now. There's another, There was another big Braden
1: from Stony uh, Point. Start.
0: Yes, yes, thank you. Thank you. That was the other name uh, that he got at Notre Dame. So those two guys in the last class, and now you got an offer to Leonard Moore. So here's the list I got. Notre Dame adds to Oregon, TCU, I see UTSA early on, Washington State, which has had some interest from some players in this area, Kansas State, Houston and Colorado, but I don't know where the Deion thing factors into that. I don't know if that was early, pre-Deion Colorado, or post-Deion Colorado. But Leonard Moore now has the offer from Notre Dame, and let's pay attention to the Junior Day story this weekend because Hudson just told us he will be at Junior Day. So if the Longhorns are looking for a longer cornerback... Leonard Moore is it. He's definitely my kind of corner. I love corners and safeties. Oh, me that too. Six one or taller. Yeah. Give me a six one to six four somewhere in there and give me some serious wingspan. Give me coverage ability. Give me, you know, flexibility and all of that. Um, obviously hoping Leonard Moore makes the best decision for him. But I wonder now. We'll watch a lot of these juniors like uh, like Leonard. He's now a junior going into a senior as a class of 24 kid. How many more big names will Leonard Moore add to his offer list? Obviously, Notre Dame's a big one.
1: By the way, Chad, that other player we are thinking that went off to Notre Dame from Sony Point, Cameron Cook. Cameron Cook. Cameron Cook.
0: Yes. No, 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 wait. Was it? it? No, no, no. I thought Cameron was TCU.
1: Crap, Cameron, was TCU? It, it, you, no, you got it. I've got it. Braylon it's Braylon It's Braylon James. Braylon James. Braylon James. Okay. That's the guy. So many kids, uh, it gets confusing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Leonard, man. And, yeah, Marcus Freeman. I mean, I think what sticks out, Chad, because you're right, Notre Dame's always came to Texas. They're coming to Central Texas and plucking guys right out of the backyard of the University of Texas, which, you know, in the 90s, that wasn't a thing. Hell, even in the early 2000s, that wasn't a thing. It was always either you're a longhorn if you're a top dog or you're going down the college station and then a little bit of mix in between. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, kudos to Marcus Freeman. He needs to stop. I wish he stopped. Right. But, hey, going to Texas— We've heard what's his name? LaFleur say that. Not LaFleur, oh boy at uh, uh Nebraska. <sighs> um see all this coaching jumping around.
0: Whoa, wait a minute, hold on.
1: Uh, oh, uh, rule. Yeah, Matt Rule. He yeah. talked about him coming to Texas and plucking guys, just how they used to do it back yeah. in the 90s and early 2000s for the Cornhuskers. So, yeah, I, and that's how it's going to be. That's how it's always going to be. Texas is the mecca for high school football, and if you want a good team, then you should get down here to see some of the talent.
0: Yeah, we will see if, again, state of Texas-wise, in terms of Leonard Moore, you got TCU, Houston, UTSA have shown interest, but I did not see Texas on that list, and I did not see Texas A&M on that offer
1: list. Just saying. If he shows out this weekend, that might change.
0: Never know. Never know. Best of luck to Leonard Moore uh, and all the talented guys in that 24 class that are headed into their senior years. Big junior day coming uh, this weekend for Texas. All right, uh, a lot of NFL stuff out there. We're getting great text in. This one says, I believe people are overlooking the Dallas offensive line. They're going to keep Dak clean. Dak used nine different receivers last week. San Francisco has to worry about our weapons says one of the cowboy fans. All How right. How about that? I'm hey, I dig it. He says uh, it's it's obviously different with the beast in San Francisco, but Purdy has not seen a defense like ours. Go boys. That has to be the angle that you go with if you're a Cowboys fan, if you're picking them to win this week, that's what you got to do. You have got to come out of that game thinking the defense got after Brock Purdy. That's what it was.
1: Like Nick Bosa had 18 and a half sacks this year. he's going to be a problem. And they're going to be moving him around a lot too, just like Dan Quinn is probably going to be moving Michael Parsons around. So if somebody's having a good day in the first half, then they're gonna go in the second half and say, "Okay, let's see where we could put Nick at where he could be effective." And they're gonna keep on doing that. It's gonna be a chess match. Like coaching's gonna be huge in this game, just like it is in every playoff game. But you know, just those little matchups like Charvarius Ward and C.D. Uh, Lamb, mm-hmm. like that's a huge matchup. Hell, uh, Dayron uh, 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 Bland versus Brandon Ayuk. Uh, and then what are they gonna do with Trayvon Diggs? Because you're not, you can't move with Ceedee Lamb. That's un- impossible. Yeah, they'll I'd... be in the backfield and stuff. You can't just mirror him.
0: Right. No, it's so, good point.
1: You know, there's yeah. there so many things you gotta look at. There's so many great matchups in this game, and yeah, if the if they can keep Dak Prescott clean, then that's a huge advantage because. Nick Bosa, Charles Amenhue, Armstead, those boys, they're going to be looking for blood every time Dak drops back. And we talked about those stats earlier with the yards per carry for uh, opposing offenses trying to get their ground game going against San Fran. It don't happen. They're number one in the league at that. So Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, y'all better make the best off of every carry you get because... It might not be much, and Dak's going to have to make some serious big-time throws if the Cowboys want to have a chance.
0: More on the Cowboys and Niners coming up. If you have thoughts, Specs text line 337-3776. Lots of different predictions have been rolling in on the Niners side and on the Cowboys side today. So let us know what you are thinking. We'll get back into that discussion heavy at 2 o'clock. But up next, it's where we at in society with Zay. We will see what he's got for us. It is always interesting, and sometimes it gets me in trouble on Twitter. We'll see what he's got today on the Horn. that bass line now. How about that? That's a thick, thick bass line. I'm not sure who it is yet, but... I, do. I think I know that voice. Take my money, my is that Talking
1: Heads? I That's right.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Dave's kind of hard to miss. David Byrne's voice. Kind of tough to miss. What's the song called?
1: Take me to the river.
0: Ah, yes. Take me to the river. Woo! Great unique artist there. David Byrne, Talking Heads. We had Spies earlier, Phil Collins, and the Scorpions. So we got all kinds of good 80s, 90s covered for you today so far on a Thursday. We got predictions coming in for the Cowboys winning. We got predictions coming in for the Niners winning. We've got injury report, which is not that crazy on either side. The biggest thing you need to know is that Jason Peters did not practice yesterday, and they don't think he's going to be able to go at all today. So he is looking less and less likely to play. The good news would be from J. Ron Kurse, who's telling anybody that will listen that he is going to play. He was limited yesterday, maybe the same today. He says he'll play. Demarcus Lawrence supposed to play with that foot, even though he was limited. Good news. Anytime it says full practice for Tyron Smith, we celebrate as Cowboy fans. So, For real. Well done.
1: He's well I lost a step, but hey, he's still, what, borderline Hall of Famer you think he's in? Oh, that's an interesting question.
0: Uh, Man, offensive line is so tough on it those is arguments. Tough. I mean, I'm going to be, you know. I'm biased. Be, I'll be biased and say yes, All but right. I, could t- I could see somebody if they wanted to talk about a, you know, is that kind of a boundary line discussion or just in terms of the basic stuff, I would think that's a yes. Yeah. But I don't know. That's a t- obviously a tough thing to get into there. Trent Williams, by the way, non-injury resting did not practice yesterday. <laughs> That's what it literally says on the injury report. When you're that big of a badass, this, it's like, no, man, he's just taking a
1: breath. He'll play. It's like a bear hibernating. Yeah, right, exactly. Just getting ready to wake up and eat whatever's in his way.
0: Yeah, nothing really big on that side of it uh, that I see. I mean, Javon Kinlaw, limited in practice with a knee, and Samson uh, Ebukam limited with an ankle those would probably be the other two things to note on the uh, Niners side of it but nothing massive there we'll obviously get updates on that for uh, throughout once we get to tomorrow we'll have all the Thursday practice stuff and then once you get to the weekend you'll have the Friday stuff once we get into Friday the tomorrow show we may get word on you know which guys are practicing tomorrow so Cowboys Niners all the other NFL games we'll get back into that at two right now though let's see what Zay wants to talk about where are we at in society
1: where are we at in society
0: today? All right, Zay, do I need to go to Twitter?
1: Um, to nah, the- you don't need to go to Twitter. I didn't nope. send you nothing, but All you right. could maybe do your research depending on how you're feeling.
0: I can't promise anything. Go All
1: right, I got you, All right. John Wall. We know John Wall, basketball yep. player, uh-huh. went to Kentucky, uh-huh. one of. John Calipari's first really good freshman groups has had a pretty good. Actually, he's had a really good NBA career. I think he's a five-time All-Star. Maybe made an All-NBA team once or twice. So John Wall's had a pretty good year or pretty good career as of late. He's been hurt, but he's having a decent season with the Clippers. If you're not paying too much attention to the NBA, so he went on the podcast not too long ago, Mm -hmm. and this guy, I'm. This is what I'm gonna do with you. Okay. I'm just going to give you a few topics and a few things that he talked about, and you're going to tell me which one sticks out. Okay. Because he's throwing people under the bus. <laughs> okay. He's saying things that you shouldn't be saying as a current NBA player. When you're long gone, retired, No, you that you don't have anything to play for, No, you don't have any, like, yeah. you know— people that you've cursed or something like that. Like, he's still playing. This might rub people the wrong way, and it might affect him. So listen to this one. So when John Wall was being recruited, he was the number one player in the nation. 09 class, me and John Wall, around the same age. When he was going to North Carolina, that's when Tyler Hansborough was there. They had Ty Lawson, this and that. He went up to Tyler Hansborough, and he's from North Carolina, loves North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Went up to Tyler Hansborough, and he said, hey, Tyler, what's up? Tyler Hansborough says, I don't talk to recruits. Wow.
0: Psycho T? Psycho T. Maybe that's why they called him Psycho T? Yeah, Psycho T is a real Grady dick. That's I, what I think. I don't talk to recruits?
1: <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, I uh, yeah, and he doesn't have the best NBA career, so yeah, not feeling too bad about that. All right, that
0: that was not so bad because Psycho T's already out of the league,
1: right? You're not yeah, it's that. not so bad, not but so, okay. but still, just knowing Psycho T is a D-bag. I know that probably rubs others the wrong way, especially North Carolina. Especially Carolina people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How about this? When John Wall got traded from the Wizards to the Rockets, that's when James Harden was there briefly before he got traded to the Brooklyn Nets. Mm -hmm. And usually when a big-time player, John Wall's caliber, gets traded, there's a press conference and stuff, and all the other big-time players who are currently on the team, they're there for the press conference. Yeah. James Harden wasn't there. Ooh. James Harden was in Atlanta with rapper slash best friend, Lil Baby, working on his album and hanging out with him for his birthday party.
0: The chicken wing story?
1: Uh, that's
0: he- Lou Will. Oh, that was a chicken Harden Harden rip- eating the chicken wings at the strip club? <laughs> well, I thought that was James Harden. I think that's Lou Will. My bad. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm mixing, my guys, mixing it up. I sorry. mean, I'm,
1: James Harden loves the strip club, so yeah, yeah that's a thing. <laughs> But, yeah, James Harden said he was there, so that kind of rubbed John Wall the wrong way. But that's not very surprising. James Harden thinking about himself, right? That did not shock me, no. Yeah, okay. No. How about this, which this might be the worst one for me. All right. He was there last year with the current, well, majority of the current uh, Rockets players that are on the team now, like Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green. Jabari Smith wasn't on that team. He's a rookie this year. But John mm-hmm. Wall was on that team last year, and— They said they weren't going to play him because they were tanking. They didn't say that, but they said, you know what? We're going to shelve you and just try to trade you. We know you want to win. We want to play our younger guys and develop them. John Wall basically just said on the podcast, no, they they were tanking. They We lost 20-something games. We were starting guys. He just threw some random guy and never even heard of. On. We were starting guys like wow. him.
0: So he's flat out admitting he thinks they were tanking. Yeah, they were
1: tanking. He said that he told Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green, yo, guys, don't get used to this. This is not what the NBA is like. Teams don't tank like this. And by the way, the Rockets this year have lost 12 straight, so they're doing it again. Mm-hmm. But he told them, don't, don't get it twisted. This isn't what the NBA is like. And he also said on the podcast... Yo, fellas, you, whatever y'all are doing here, y'all can't get away with this ish at other places. So He said that to the Rockets to guys. To the Rockets guys, Kevin oh. Porter Jr. and Jalen Greene specifically. Wow. He said that on the podcast. So he's throwing everybody under the bus. And Man. yeah, I don't know if he had some Henny or if he had some of that good L.A. weed out there that, you know, gave him a little more extra
0: <laughs> gas Man. to
1: throw up these fires. But yeah, John Wall, he went crazy yesterday. Which one sticks out?
0: Oh, my God. Um,
1: uh,
0: Probably the tanking stuff. Yeah. Anything to do with tanking, anything to lead you down that road. The teams wouldn't want you to say that. And the fact that you're a name in the league and that you're saying stuff about that on podcasts and just flat out saying... That you think they're tanking and that you referenced it to other players. Like, that's, to me, the one that looks the worst. That I, I, that one's slightly above the the James Harden one, but yeah, it's got, it's got to be that.
1: Coach Silas, he had to answer a question about it last night after they lost 12 straights. Oh,
0: that's gross. That's gross. See, and that's why. That's why. The fact that his comment, because his comment about James Harden is not going to make somebody ask James Harden that question unless you are a really weird reporter. But if you're covering a team that's losing that much and you get that comment, that's going to be a natural thing to recycle. Hey, former player even if you don't say John Wall's name, you could ask that question.: Right, and, and mess with their day. So yeah, that's tough. Because that yeah,
1: I get tanking this year. Victor Wimbanyama, seven foot four Frenchman. Uh-huh. Best prospect since LeBron. I get tanking this year, but it does form a bad culture for guys that have been there a long time.
0: Wow. So, John Wall, Wall is in his name, but not apparently in his conversations. There's no wall there. It's everything open. If you hear John Wall's going on a podcast, you'll want to listen.
1: Yeah. They asked Eric Gordon, who's currently on the Rockets right now, and he's been in the league forever. I remember Eric Gordon, he was coming in the same class as Derrick Rowe, so it seems like he's been in the league for decades. But they asked him a couple of weeks ago So, how do you feel? Do you feel like y'all are improving as the team? He goes, Shreb goes, nope. Mm. That's it. Just nope. (laughs) Just nope. Just nope. (laughs) How about that? This is like a 15 year veteran who's been there, done that, played with good teams, played with bad teams.
0: Yep. Just flat out. Nope. That would be bad, like, in four or five. You just passed one year of anniversary of being married. If you get to, like, year five to ten and somebody walks up to, to you or your wife, so, how, how's marriage, how, is married life treating you up? Nope. <laughs> and you just walk away. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, no. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. That's not good. Um, wow, John yeah. Wall. Okay.
1: Yeah, so, Rockets fans, you better pray that that lottery ball hits your name for the first pick this year because – if you don't get Victor Wimbenyama, and it's a good class this year.
0: Right, but after all this tanking after and all, all this Yeah, this all
1: this tanking. Like, they don't need another guard. Right. Like, it's Victor Wimbenyama or bust.
0: And obviously, yeah, then the system is not set up like the ones that the Texans just screwed up. Right. It's not just as cut and dry as that. There right. is a there is a ping pong ball lottery set up you got to figure out. You got to hope.
1: Yeah, Yeah. You got to hope and pray. You got
0: to have it. You got to hope for a frozen
1: envelope or a... Patrick Ewing situation, yeah. or, a, or
0: a Tim Duncan, you know, gift, or however it works, you got to hope for one of those. That's what you got to hope happens. Min, min, there those years, Minnesota seemed to get it every year for a while, and it was like there just depends on you got to have that luck. Uh, we'll see if the Rockets end up having that luck. We do that. Where are we at in society every day at one forty-five, two o'clock hour coming up? Cowboys and Niners will hit those other three games as well for the NFL division round. Cowboys fans. Do you like your team's chances? 337-3776 is the Specs text line. We've had predictions on both sides today. Where are you? Zay and I are both leaning towards the Niners. We're being told we're just scared. What do you think? It's the horn.